whether you drive a car, need a car, or just occasionally bum a ride with friends, you've come to the right place. Join the editors of Consumer Guide Automotive as they break down everything that's going on in the auto world. New car reviews. Shopping tips. Driving green. Electric cars. Classic cars. And plenty of great guests. This is the Consumer Guide Car Stuff Podcast. Here's your host, Tom Appel. All right. I am Tom Appel, and this is episode 127 of the Consumer Guide Car Stuff Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. When you get a chance, check us out at ConsumerGuide.com. While you're there, check out our 2022 Best Buy Picks. This list is an excellent starting place if you are looking for a new car or truck. And you will also want to check out our blog for complete reviews of all the vehicles we're driving here at Consumer Guide and a bunch of other fun stuff. And, and this is really important, you can catch up on back episodes of the podcast right there on our homepage. How cool is that? All right, let's see who's online with us today. She is the managing editor of Pickup Truck Plus SUV Talk, and her freelance work is all over the Internet. Hello, Jill Simonillo. Hello, Tom Appel. Hey, guess what? Um, it's purple today. No, um, it may be. <laughs> it may be. I, I don't know what you're talking about. But last week, last week, we were speaking to Robbie DeGraff of Auto Pacific. Yes, and I asked Robbie about the future of the Chevrolet Bolt, the Bolt EV, yep. which, which has been uncertain because there was the recall and they replaced all the batteries with new Altium batteries and all that. Well, it turns out that, and this is news, the Bolt EV has resumed production this week, and Ooh. and and this is crazy, huge ad campaign. They're calling the Chevy is calling it a huge ad campaign that begins with uh, opening day baseball this week. Interesting. So uh, clearly the Bolt uh, is not dead. Bolt EV. Bolt with a B, not Volt with a V. I thought that was the silliest um, the silliest thing they ever could have done uh, with the Bolt and the Volt. But, uh, so the Volt is dead, but the Bolt with a B is not dead. Got it. That, that is correct. And actually, I'm always careful, but I forget. But I'm usually careful to try to correct that when I'm talking on the radio. But the Bolt, we should remember was usually, after Tesla products, was usually the best-selling EV in the country. So, some some stuff going on there. Well, it's an EV kind of day, so, yep, stuff going on. All right. He is the senior editor here at Consumer Guide. Uh, welcome, Damon Bell. Oh, wait a minute. You don't have any uh, dubious factoid about me today? I do, but I lost them in my notes, and I knew you were going to call me out. Oh, yeah. Did you need some time to shuffle through your papers there? No, no, it's not that important. I had them in my notes, and then uh, I had a bunch of notes about a topic we're about to discuss, and somehow, someway, I deleted my funny thing, and I forgot what it was. <laughs> I'm, I'm, surprised you, I'm surprised you just gonna... don't have those off the top of your head. I, I don't work that fast. I know it Got seems it. like I'm that quick, but I'm really not. Got it. It's, it's we're all not going to have to suffer through this today. Somehow we'll, <laughs> somehow we'll forge ahead. My horrifyingly dismembered notes. <laughs> all right. Well, let, actually, yes, th- we should get the show on the road because we've got a lot to get to today. We do. I would say this show is off the beaten path in more ways than one. Mm-hmm. Uh, our guest today is not someone who's in the 
traditional auto industry, but it's someone we wanted to talk to nonetheless. Frankly, because Tom is friends with her, because he's a frequent customer of hers. Uh, Today we'll be talking to Jerry Hernandez, who is the co-founder and CEO of a restaurant in suburban Chicago called Savory Crust. So why would we be talking to a restaurant owner on a car show? Well, Savory Crust has a food truck. And if you've paid any attention over the last decade or so, food trucks are kind of a thing these days. And I think it just boils down to we're curious what the ins and outs of owning and operating a food truck is. So perfect uh, opportunity to have Jerry on the show to fill us in on some of that stuff. Um, And then the other off the beaten path topic that we'll get to in this first segment Let me just start by saying this. If I would have come to you guys, say, a decade, 12 years ago, uh, right when the Hummer brand uh, was discontinued in the wake of the global financial meltdown and changing uh, social tastes and what have you, if I would have come to you back then and said, you know what, the Hummer uh, is going to come back in about a decade or so as a thousand horsepower, <laughs> 9,000 plus pound monster super truck that's powered uh, purely by battery power. It's a pure EV. How crazy would I have seemed to you? Nuts. You would have seemed nuts. Yeah. You I'm like pretty crazy. Yeah. You would have yeah. never believed it, right? No, no. But here we are. Here we are. We now have for uh, GM has just relaunched Hummer. We've talked about uh, this pickup on the show before, but now it's uh, much closer to hitting dealerships. The edition uh, one launch model is basically going to be arriving in dealerships soon. Jill has driven it, so we'll be asking her questions about it. Um, And so it's almost here, and it's every bit as nuts as it seemed when they first announced it. It is, and I wanted to make a few quick points about this. One, Hummer is back, but it is now a GMC product. Correct, that'll sold, yes. That'll be sold through select Buick GMC dealers. Um, but the points I wanted to make are these. Uh, this is only GM's second pure EV available to the public. Third, if you count the Bolt EUV we just discussed, which is a crossover mm-hmm. version of the Bolt. Let's just go with second. This is GMC's first EV. This is GM's first electric pickup truck. Um, This is absolutely the highest capacity battery pack yet made available to the public. Uh, Obviously, we just discussed the fact that this is a resumption of the once disgraced Hummer brand. (laughs) Um, This is the first GMC product with a base price over $100,000. And, Jill, you'll have to correct me on this. This is one of the fastest accelerating GM products ever. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think you are probably correct on that with their Watts to Freedom mode. Um, when that is engaged, it is, uh, what, I think it's like three seconds. So maybe not the fastest, fastest, because um, I think Corvette goes below three seconds. But, yeah, like um, yeah. but, but, but yeah, and I do, I do want to correct one small thing that you said, because you said this yeah. is, this has a base price of over $100,000. And I would say that it has, um, the, the fir- edition one has a, price over $110,000, but uh-huh. coming soon, they are going to have lower trim levels that will sure. be around $80,000. Like, I think it starts around seventy nine. It's going to be actual. Oh, well, I'm, I, that's I mean, in my that, wallet. 
totally, totally affordable, um, $80,000, yes. I, we should mention to the uh, Watts to Freedom, uh, <laughs> also known as WTF mode, and I will yes. leave it to you to uh, look up uh, listeners to look oh, up the no. other. How did I not know that? The other uh, meaning of that, those three letters, we can't say that on the air, but that's essentially a launch mode which mm-hmm. pre cools the battery uh, to enable that. <laughs> ridiculous uh, three seconds, uh, zero to 60 time in the neighborhood yep. of three seconds. And mind you, this is from a vehicle that weighs 9,000 plus pounds. 9,000. 9, yeah. I mean, it, 9,063 is the curb weight I, I saw published, which is <laughs> yeah. bonkers. And I understand from uh, reading some of the reviews, there's uh, some video game style uh, oh, yeah. build up in the infotainment system when you are about to uh, engage WTF mode. Is that not right, Joe? <laughs> it's it's right. Um, so um, the GM employed Unreal Engine, which um, I, I believe designs. I can't even remember. I'm not a gamer, so I'm I'm totally gonna mess this up. But they designed video games for something that's popular, and um, the the graphics in this thing are flipping awesome because and and so not only the watts to freedom mode but any of the other drive modes you go into there's this like you know sound and then like the animation pops up on the screen and I, i i think it's really cool but yeah so there's this amazing animation that that pops up with the sound your seat vibrates it kind of feels like you're um inside of a game and then you know similar to what we wait 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 the seat vibrates artificially it does. It vibrates oh like, gosh. like you know, because with the sound and it's like it, it's ready for you to like go. And um, then when you look at the behind the wheel gauges, there's um, like it coaches you on how to do it. So you put your foot on the brake and it'll tell you to press harder. Then you put on your fat, your foot on the gas or not gas accelerator pedal, um, so you've got your foot on you're two footing it. So um, and then it'll tell you when to let go of the brake, and then you just floor it with the the accelerator pedal, and um, it it is pretty funny. And um, the first time I did it, like my my sunglasses flew off <laughs> because we went so fast. Hey you, yeah, you listening. Do you like personal finance or real estate? Are you itching to build wealth and create a better life for yourself or your family? Then you need to come check out the Life, Money, and More podcast with real estate agent, YouTuber, and actor, Sage Weiss. This isn't your average finance show. We dive deep and do not sugarcoat topics around money and life. The Life, Money, and More podcast releases two episodes a week just for you because we're all about helping you win in this crazy world we live in. Come join the thousands of listeners on the Life, Money, and More podcast. This all seems like incredible, unnecessary hyperbole. The vehicle does 60 in three seconds. I don't know that you really need a lot of other window dressing there. No. But... (laughs) So, so without the WTF mode, mm-hmm. I'm so irritated by that. Without the WTF <laughs> mode, it should still feel pretty strong, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, so I, okay. I mean, from um, like we did about an hour of on 
street driving, then we did two hours of off-road driving, um, then we got to like location lunch, and then we did two more hours of off-road, and then another hour of on-road. And so accelerating to get onto the highway is, I mean, it's seamless. It's as smooth as any V8 engine you will have ever experienced, probably smoother. And passing maneuvers, I, this this drives surprisingly small for as flippin' large as it is, hmm. because you can you can pass really well. It's got um, you know large mirrors so you can see your blind spots. It's got blind spot monitoring, and it was I, 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 it was actually a blast to drive. I, I really enjoyed it. We, we should mention too. I think one of the key things that makes such a gargantuan vehicle. Uh, surprisingly maneuverable from everything i've read is it it has four wheel steering and mm -hmm. they have the gm has pitched the crab walk mode where you can put both the front and rear wheels angled the same way so it can move diagonally which mm -hmm. most uh, reviews i've read said it's a great parlor trick but honestly mm -hmm. when are you ever going to use this but the more useful thing is the front and rear wheels can turn in opposite directions mm -hmm. thus really shrinking that turning radius for yeah. this colossal gargantuan pickup truck and giving it a turning radius more akin to a compact car so you're yeah. still going to have a big problem squeezing it into a parking spot at the grocery store but the four-wheel steering will enable you to steer in there a little bit easier than you would otherwise well maybe so, not because it does have um, the automatic park assist so Hmm. You may not but, be able to get out of the vehicle once you park it, but... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> the, it, the size of it is is colossal, no matter how you slice you'll, it. You'll have to take the um, sky panels out, and then you can climb out of the, the roof. Which is another thing. So uh, cool. The removable roof panels, uh, which I saw they were apparently tinted, but no mm -hmm. uh, sunshade. So mm -hmm. that's uh, it, this is a this is a hundred thousand dollar vehicle that basically, in my view, serves the same purpose as the coolest Tonka truck toy in the neighborhood. <laughs> uh, it's just one parlor trick after the other. These yeah. crazy removable T-tops, the absurd acceleration, uh, the four wheel steering and the, the crab walk, which, hey, look, I can drive diagonal because uh, I can. Because I want to, yeah. So uh, it, the whole vehicle just seems to be one huge look-at-me provocation. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and the one thing I want to say about the sky panels. So, uh, you know, we, we, we talk about our various sizes occasionally on this podcast, and I'm about five feet tall and weigh about 95 pounds. And one of the beautiful things about these sky panels is I could do this myself. They were so light and so easy oh, cool. to maneuver. Like I, I did. I took them out and it took me like two minutes. And then even cooler as an accessory, you can buy um, little styrofoam cases that fit and stack nicely in the trunk, the front trunk of the pickup truck. And you just slide them right in. And I was able to do that by myself. And, and sure. so it's very impressive. On the on the pickup, there's an SUV coming, obviously. But on the pickup, mm -hmm. how many panels is that? Is that four panels? It's four. Yeah, and so and they're all labeled, and each styrofoam container is also labeled. So it's very easy for you to know where it goes and where each one goes back in when it's time to put it back in. So, so I that was impressive to me. 
with the panels removed, then what you have is a target-like situation where you have crossbars, but basically yeah. no roof. That is correct. And okay. um, but like you look at something like the Ford Bronco or the Jeep Wrangler and trying to remove the roof is like that's a one hour workout. And you can't do it by yourself. It's or it, at least it's, it's difficult. Exactly. This is not only worth it, but not awful. It's actually flipping brilliant. And I use the word flipping a lot because I'm very impressed by this car. So I apologize. I'll stop using. You're out of flipping allowance. <laughs> I'm out of I'm out of flipping allowances. Got it. Yeah. Um, but so it's it's very cool. A couple of quick questions about this before we run out of time. Um, this is a pickup truck. It's available only as a full four door crew cab. Correct. Correct. And only with all wheel drive. Correct. And it's standard okay. with the quadra steer and and the quadra steer the four wheel steer is um, all it, it it operates all the time. Gotcha. Okay. And then the bed size, is that a useful bed? Um, so our test truck had two spare tires in it, so no, that was not usable. <laughs> so no. Um, but I mean it's 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 small. It's definitely small. All right, so do, you want to, do you want to know what the uh, maximum payload capacity is for the Hummer EV? I, uh, I have no guess, I, so yes I do. Yes, it's, I didn't look it up. It's 1,300 pounds. Do you Ooh. know what is okay. uh, a bit more than 200 pounds better in payload capacity than the Hummer EV? I hope you're going to say Maverick. I'm going to say Ford Maverick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the super compact Ford Maverick can out uh, payload the $100,000 plus gargantuan uh, electric monster truck. But so hey, that means you can... You can fit three, you know, four 300-pound people in there. So I'm just going to put that out there. Okay, so yes, <laughs> question. I have one last question for you. Obviously, we've discussed the fact that this thing weighs 9,000 pounds, which means mm -hmm. that, in fact, it doesn't necessarily have to uh, meet certain emission standards, which is a non-issue because it's electric, but also yes. certain crash test stuff. Do they address that issue? Are they crash testing these? Will lighter versions of this have to be tested? Um, they did not address it, and so I, I couldn't give you a clear answer on that. Um, yeah, they, they, did, they did not address that. And then how many people brought up the fact that a 9,000-pound vehicle that can go 0 to 60 in 3 seconds is going to burn through tires like there's no tomorrow? <laughs> Well, but I mean, how many how many times are you going to do that? You're going to do it once, and then you're probably never going to do it again. I'm just wondering if any fellow journalists went, you know what? This thing's going to smoke through tires. <laughs> nope. Nobody, nobody said that. All right. Yeah. All right. So that is the all-new Hummer EV. What is the launch edition called? Uh, edition 1. Edition 1. So the GMC Hummer Edition 1 pickup. Those are all sold out, by the way, but there will yeah. be other versions that uh, may not have the exact same trim, but uh, can be equipped basically the same. Those will be arriving in the future. Okay, yeah. so if you just heard this review, you can't buy one. Right. Yet. <laughs> In addition, one at least. And I think even if you order now, uh, like a lot of new vehicles, you'll be waiting quite some time before your uh, personal vehicle actually is delivered. All right. Sounds good. Jill, thank you for your review. We will link to that. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we speak to Jerry Hernandez, the owner-operator of the legendary uh, Savory Crust restaurant here in Martin Grove. She drives a food truck, and that's what we're going to talk about. Stick around.
welcome back to the Consumer Guide Car Stuff Podcast. All right, we're back. I am Tom Appel, and this is the Consumer Guide Car Stuff Podcast. Thanks for sticking around today. Hey, this is the part of the show when I strongly recommend that you follow me on Twitter. I am Car Guy Tom. That is Car underscore Guy underscore Tom on Twitter. If you missed it, you didn't see the Pontiac Torrent I saw this morning, and I don't know why you would want to miss that. All right. <laughs> Our guest today is an entrepreneur and restaurateur whose original Epinata restaurant has an amazing 4.5 star rating on Yelp. Relevant to our conversation today, she is also a food truck operator. Welcome to the Car Stuff Podcast, Jerry Hernandez. Hey, Jerry. Have you ever heard a new digital trend and thought to yourself, okay, does this really matter? Asking the right questions helps you cut through the noise and get down to what matters most. I'm Jim Hertzfeld, host of the What If So What podcast, where we discover what's possible with digital and figure out how to make it real by asking what if, so what, and most importantly, now what? Subscribe and listen, and together we can turn big ideas into tangible actions so you can get shit done. Hey, Tom, thanks for having me. I feel, you know, honored and very grateful. Uh, This is really... This is a contrivance of mine. We can talk about empanadas and pretend like we're talking about cars. So this works really well for me. <laughs> but I know your real purpose. <laughs> My real purpose. I was going to say to talk about the empanadas. <laughs> we actually we did a, our planning was kind of poor here because we're recording this prior to lunch, so yeah. all this talk of empanadas is going to be kind of torture at some level. And speaking of of Epinatos, Jerry, tell us about your restaurants. So, Tom, you know, we started in Morton Grove. We grew up there. Um, We opened our doors in 2017. Um, And we, you know, we're not restaurateurs. We became restaurant operators. Uh, We, (laughs) during the pandemic, you know, during the pandemic was an unusual time for restaurants. And it was just so painful at times when we had to pivot. So during our pivot, um, we had just so happened to stumble across another location that allowed us to expand production in Carroll Stream, Illinois. Now, that space in Carroll Stream is about 2,900 square feet versus a 1,200 square. Oh, okay. Bigger place. A bigger place. We can make more empanadas there. And at that time, I said, well, you know, we could commissary a food truck if we wanted to. So one Sunday when I was bored, you know, I just started looking <laughs> at food trucks because, you know, there's nothing to do at restaurants. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. And it's all free time. It's all free time, you know. Um, so I found one that uh, was built out, um, went to go see it, um, you know, learned a lot of things in the process, um, ended up getting it, and that ride home was probably, you know, the most horrific ride ever. Um, never drove a food truck, so I had to drive it from Indiana. <laughs> from Indiana at night to back to Carroll Stream. And it just reminded me of that um, Dumb and Dumber episode where, you know, he was driving and he was freezing. And, you know, it just felt like that. So why, why, if you guys have physical locations, what do you guys do with a food truck? 
So the food truck was um, really for marketing and for fun, right? It gave us an opportunity to say, hey, you know, are, is your product really that portable, right? Um, it was a proven concept in Wharton Grove, so we, it just challenged us to do more with what we had. And we wanted to challenge ourselves with these, you know, five-ounce little meat pillows and see if we could take it on the road, and we could. So where do you, you, you obviously, I'm assuming you don't cruise around looking for business, but that you go to um, events and things like that. Well, that was kind of a little creepy at first when we start cruising. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hey, you want an empanada? You know, that's kind of weird, you know? So, no. Seriously, it, we learned a lot. You know, you can't really cruise around because each county and each, um, so Cook County, DuPage, Will County, Kane County, they all have their specific um, licensing requirements oh. for food. And each city in that county has their own specific like requirements. Like some will require um, food inspections and some will not because you're already approved by the county. So it depends on, you know, the, the city ordinance. Um, so we, we actually got in contact with um, Alessandro from Brewworks, and he has been amazing to work with. And, you know, to think that there's a business uh, model that says, okay, I'm going to just get a bunch of food trucks together, organize events, and, you know, you are all of a sudden the coolest dude in town. <laughs> so he has tons of clients, tons of, you know, he connects with food trucks, organizes events, and, you know, lo and behold, there's 20 food trucks. Um, so we've worked with him probably at the end of, tail end of last year, and now we're full-blown working with him on food truck events. I've, and that's something that I think is so interesting about the, the whole food truck thing is that if you've got uh, a space where a lot of them can get together, it's not really competition because most all food trucks sell different things. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've been in, I, I remember going, taking a weekend getaway in Austin, Texas, and they just mm -hmm. had an open slot where a bunch of food trucks had set up shop and it was awesome. You could, you know, get your appetizer from one spot, one truck, your main course from the other, dessert from another, and they all kind of helped each other out. Um, and so it was a real cool setup that way. Uh, I'm just curious, so you got the you got your particular food truck already kind of outfitted but I, I noticed in the the pictures of it you've got really cool signage that matches your store was that something did you take it to a separate shop to get that done that's a great question so it was kind of a surprise to us too because the guy who we got it from um, actually did some die cutting um, in his shop and you know we didn't really have anything in particular I mean we didn't really ask for a logo but he did that on his own so okay. it was kind of really cool that he did that so you were um, able to get the thing totally turnkey ready to roll yeah because you know I'm not you know very mechanical um, I can put a kitchen together um, so all, all, we, all we had to do was really just put in um, refrigeration, um, a hot box, a fryer. Um, so three pieces of equipment and we were rolling, you know. So we have a 
a sink in there. We have a ru- we have running water. We have um, a generator that powers up all our lights and our um, refrigeration. So um, I want to go back to driving the food truck because um, I, I mean, so Tom tells me you you, you are um, on the petite side of things like I am. And I'm just wondering. So like I recently had the chance to drive like a cargo van for the first time and it was surreal. So um, I, I just like how how is it to drive? So I went, you know, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about the first time because that was really. <laughs> um, so, but I got used to it. It's a step van, so it's about 26, 27 feet long. Um, it's huge. More it's anything. huge. It's huge. And I'm like, oh my god! I I almost seriously left it on the side of the road and going, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't do it. And um, I get in, and it's. It's you're using your mirrors a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we, so driving it, I'm five two, mm-hmm. and it just makes you feel big, right? So you're in there, you're like, hey. Right. Um, we did we did hit a curb and almost turn over. That oh, was, oh, nice. That wasn't yeah. That wasn't almost. Um, then you know, driving it, it's slow. It's sluggish. Um, it's you know, someone gave us the finger. <laughs> that's that's how slow it is. You know, it was like, hey, wait, man, wait. you know, who gives a food truck the finger? It's a food truck. I know. Yeah, food trucks are an absolute good. <laughs> oh, I know, but no, they were in a hurry. So, um, but yeah, driving it is as long. I mean, you just get used to it. I'll put it that yeah. way. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I can I can buy that. I mean, you can get used to anything. But uh, so, like, what what are the distances that you drive at this point? Do you you keep it in um, was it Carroll Stream and then um, go all over, or like what what's the longest distance you have to drive to? Typically, they're. I mean, our locations like right now it's you know between Cook County, DuPage, and Kane County. Okay. So I mean that's a pretty wide area. Um, we we house the food truck out of Carroll Stream because there's space and this is where we commissary out of. So mm-hmm. you're talking about loading, unloading, having space to store your equipment, um, meaning your generator that you take in and out every day. Um, then you're you know having to um, you know dump your gray water, which is your dirty water from the truck. Um, so you know. As far as distance-wise, you know, I mean, we've been invited to Michigan, we've been invited to Indiana, but we kind of like, you know, want to stay where we're able to um, get our food to the location um, as hot as possible. Right. Okay. Plug in our generator, you know, fire things up, and, you know, so not too far, but far enough. So, Jerry, I want to know about food truck competition. When, when, when you get to an event, like, do you guys fight for the best uh, position? And then do you try to find, like, the worst possible competitor to park next to because you look better? Or how does that work? No, we, you know, it's pretty much a sign. So whoever's organizing the event tries not to have two of the same kinds of food. So oh, okay. they wouldn't invite another empanada truck, you know, to compete. You know, it's kind of like 
park where you want to eat. <laughs> That's really like if there's a Euros truck and I want a Euros, I'm going to park next to that truck. But <laughs> so wait a minute, is there another empanada truck? There's, I think there's other empanada trucks, but they're mainly in the city. Um, yeah, okay. We're in DuPage. So, no, I have to ask no. because of gas prices. Do you have any idea what kind of fuel economy you get with your food truck? <laughs> That's what I was going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, probably about six miles to a gallon. Oh, ouch. To fill up our, yeah. To fill up our truck is probably about one, right now it's about 130, 140. Okay. To fill it up. So if, what is, so, yeah. what's the, what's the most unusual event that you've had your truck at? And have you, have you ever, I'm, I'm sure you've kind of got it down to a science now about uh, forecasting how much food you need to take uh, and such, but have you ever had an event where you just sold out? Uh, yeah, you know, we've had uh, events where we've sold out. Now, we don't o- only just sell empanadas. We have bowls. We have, uh, we're starting to do wings and, you know, things that are fried. Um, but we can execute pretty much everything on our menu unless, I mean, that's, I think, like, I don't even know how much square footage that is. But it's, hmm. it's there's a lot of butt bumping, you know? <laughs> a lot of butt bumping on that truck. <laughs> Is that good? Is that bad? How does that work for you? Well, you know, we have sexual harassment training. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jerry, what what is the biggest surprise that, that you've encountered in operating a food truck? You got into this. What what didn't you see coming? What was the, the biggest hurdle? You know, it's hard to get a mechanic out there and, you know, and kind of give the, you know, good kicking the tires right it's really um there's a lot of things i didn't know that kind of needed repairs oh. uh, one of them yeah one of them was exhaust uh so right now it's in the shop getting getting uh, an exhaust uh i guess diagnostic um the other thing is like you know do you really need air conditioning because you know that air conditioning condenser should work <laughs> um, so, yeah, things like that. You know, that's, that's kind of important. Um, and I would say that, you know, we've been very lucky to get equipment, you know, either secondhand or free. Um, but kind of like loading and unloading and trying to get equipment to fit fit in there um, was was a little challenging. Sure. But once it, well, once it's in there, it's fine. Now, you, you and I had chatted before we, we went on air, and you had mentioned something about having to load enormous propane tanks. <laughs> Tell us about that. Oh, my gosh. So that kind of, you know, kind of freaks me out, to tell you the truth. <laughs> There's a propane tank that's already built in under the truck. Um, I believe it's 90 gallons, I think. But it's one of the largest propane tanks, according to the guy that filled it, at no, that's another experience. You actually have to go to a propane filling station. Oh. Um, which, yep, and bring the truck there. They fill it. And, you know, he's like, that's a fairly large, you know, propane tank. I, you know, hopefully you don't hit a bomb. And I go, well, what do you mean, you know, hit a bomb? And he goes, well, that could like, explode. I'm oh, like, God. what? <laughs> Happy thoughts. Yep. Yep. 
I'm just imagining empanadas being blown all over the highway. <laughs> what a horrible, what a horrible tragedy that would be. <laughs> You'd so, be trying so, to refine me, wouldn't you? Yeah, scooping them up. <laughs> so, so, Jerry, I'm curious, given that we are in the Chicagoland area the uh, that gets very frigid in the winter, is this a three-season uh, thing, or are there any sort of opportunities to set up in the winter? Have you been able to do that at all? So we came during, we, you know, we started our truck, probably the, like I said, the tail end of the season. So we're like, okay, well, let's take it as far as we can go into the season. Um, we had, we did a couple uh, events and it was cold. I mean, <laughs> blistering, windy, cold. And surprisingly enough, when you get the fryer going on, um, it's fairly warm as long as you keep the service windows closed. Okay. And then you have to open it, you know. So, I mean, it it doesn't get cold in the truck. It, I mean, I feel bad for people standing outside. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, now, here, here's the thing, and this would be a terrible waste, but an Epinata makes a good hand warmer, no? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, in your pocket, two of them. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry uh, we've enjoyed chatting with you today, but we are running out of time. Tell us how we can follow Savory Crust in social media. Tell us again about your restaurants, and uh, tell us about where your food truck is going to show up this summer. Sure. So you can follow us on Facebook at Savory Crust and also on Instagram. We're big on Instagram. We have two locations, one in Morton Grove, and you can actually get food and walk in at the Carroll Stream location. This uh, summer, I mean, we're going to be hitting uh, Sunday on State Street, so that's our first um, city event. But we're uh -huh. always around, and we're, you know, like I said, we're pretty booked. Um, we're going to be at some breweries, and we're going to be at Deer Park, Oak Brook Polo Club, um, the Island in the City Festival. That's our second event. Um, the Pride Parade. So hopefully, you know, if all things go well, we'll be there, too. Oh, we're getting bumped for the Pride Parade. So you're getting action and we're getting shut down. Wow. You, well, you know, we're hiring. <laughs> <laughs> so if we're not doing anything that Sunday, we can help you out. Sounds good. Jerry, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day. You too. Thanks. That is Jerry Hernandez with Savory Crust. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, it's quiz time. Stick around. Welcome back to the Consumer Guide Car Stuff Podcast. All right, we're back. This is the Consumer Guide Car Stuff Podcast, and I am Tom Appel, publisher of Consumer Guide Automotive. Thanks for sticking around today. Hey, Jill. Hey, yeah. I was going to talk social media, but first, an apology to our listeners not in the Chicago area. You can't go to Savory Crust. <laughs> that, that actually is a really big apology because, by the way, like the stuff on that website looks amazing. Yeah. I can't wait no, to go. You, I've not been. The food is great. The food is great. They do a great job. Jill, how can the, how can the folks keep track of your social media activity? 
Yeah, so I am on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, uh, and uh, at and YouTube at Jill Simonello. So just my name, all one word, J-I-L-L-C-I-M-I-N-I-L-L-O. And that's O as in Oliver. It's not three L's in a row. Um, people ask me that all the time, and I'm like, who would put three L's in a row? Um, but then I also use the hashtag Cartagior. So, um, and that is also mushed together, all one word, Cartagior. Sounds good. Hey, Damon, you're now tweeting anom- anonymously under the nom de plume mystery guy likes cars. Why are you hiding? <laughs> I'm shy. <laughs> I'm an introvert. Which is why you're I'm doing a, a radio show. I'm a navel-gazer. Do you know there's a genre of emo-type music called shoegaze? What? No, shoegaze. What a yeah. great name. What yeah. a great name. It's very descriptive, isn't it? Yeah. Kind I of like soft. That. I, I, don't, I, I don't know enough about it to know exactly which musical acts would be considered shoegaze, but I would assume that it's... Uh, a little bit soft and mopey. <laughs> I would think that Echo and the Bunny Man, were they current, might qualify. Hmm. Maybe uh, not. Oh, I see the light blinking, so let me steer it back. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> You can follow me on Twitter at David Bell Likes Cars. That, of course, was the off-topic alert light. That's right. <laughs> which goes off a lot during this show. Guys, it's quiz time. I hope you're ready. Yes. Oh, yes. All right, the Car Stuff Podcast Power Quiz this week is titled Jaguar XF versus the Queen of England. (laughs) Okay. All right. So it's a British-British thing. Jaguar XF, of course, Jaguar's lone remaining car. It is a midsize sedan. Uh, Not a bad thing to drive. Not selling very well, though. Damon, you go first this week. Uh, Damon, which of the following statements is true? The 2022 base base price of the Jaguar XF is 46,450. That's 46,450. Or the Queen's favorite cocktail is a chilled glass of Pims. <laughs> Pims. Pims. What, what's a what's a Pims cup? Oh, uh, it's a cocktail. Pims is an, al- okay. an alcohol. I know, yeah. I know, I know that. But then, what yeah. makes a Pim's cup a Pim's cup? It's probably like a tumbler. You're stalling. Oh. Um, <laughs> maybe I am stalling. I, I don't. I can't see. I can't see the the queen uh, publicizing her cocktail choices. And forty six thousand uh, some odd dollars sounds plausible for the starting price of the XF. So I'll say that the, uh, the right, XF Joe. starting price. All right, you're picking the money. Jill, this question goes to you, 46450 or PIMS? I am also um, going to go with the 46 uh, for the, 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 the XF because PIMS is only acceptable if you add lemonade to it. Interesting. Never heard that. Yep. I've actually never tasted PIMS, but you're both on the board. The base base price is 46450 Also, the queen enjoys the occasional Dubonnet cocktail, uh, which is made with gin. There you go. Jill, this question goes to you. Jill, which of the following statements is true? The 2022 Jaguar XF is available in a color a color called Santori Black, or the Queen was born in 1930? Hmm. Santori Black sounds a little not British. Hmm. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, mm, I'm going to, 
because I'm going to go with 1930. Damon, this question goes to you. Santori Black, 1930. One of those statements is true. Mm, I know she's really old. <laughs> Not a spring chicken, that queen. No. Uh, uh, just to make it interesting, I'll say Santori Black is the true statement. You made it interesting and you scored a point, Damon. Oh. Yeah, the queen was born in 1926. Okay, older than we thought. Wow, older than She's you coming up on her centennial soon. She is, with a Dubonnet cocktail in her hand. <laughs> Damon, no which of the following, <laughs> Damon, which of the following statements is true? The 2022 XF can be had with a supercharged V6, or the Queen's favorite movie is the 1980 release of Flash Gordon? Flash. <laughs> That's the movie. I, I know that one, weirdly. That can't, I, I can't see the Queen liking that movie, so I will say the Supercharged V6. All right, Jill, this question goes to you. Supercharged V6 or horrible sci-fi? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going with the Supercharged V6, too. I would be sad if she likes Flash Gordon. You guys are both wrong. Uh, it is oh, wildly I am, it is, This is me being very sad. <laughs> it is widely publicized that the Queen loves Flash Gordon and likes to watch it every oh. Christmas. I kid oh. you not. Christmas? Yeah. The holiday movie? Also, is, for, 20, for 2022, is, the XF lineup was consolidated in his four-cylinder only. See, that's what I... That's, oh, God, this is that's a great... Uh, Tom, uh, diabolical question there because I Flash Gordon. I thought that, but it seems so implausible. We're talking yeah. about the one with with Sam, what's his name, and the Queen soundtrack and Ming yep. the Merciless. Yep, yep. nineteen eighty. Oh, Maybe it's the Queen. Who knows? Oh my gosh! Flash. Oh. Wow. Sorry. We're something new every day. Two to one in favor of Damon. This question goes to Jill. Jill, which of the following statements is true? Jaguar sold about 5,300 XFs last year in the uh, in the U.S. Or the Queen drives herself around Windsor Castle in a Jaguar X-type estate. That's wagon to you and me. Man, the Queen does seem like somebody who would like to drive herself. the first one? About 5,300 sold in the U.S. last year. The queen drives herself around in a Jaguar wagon. I'm going to... Uh, uh, so I want to say the queen drives herself, which means I should probably choose the other one, but I'm, I'm going to stick with my original queen drives herself. Okay. The queen drives herself in a Jaguar state wagon. That's the one I'm saying is true. All right, all right. Damon, this question goes to you. 5,300 or the queen drives herself around in an old Jaguar? Uh, again, just to keep it interesting, I'll, that, that 5,300 number sounds plausible, so I'll say that. You made it interesting by tying it up. Jill, you're correct. The queen oh. does drive herself around Windsor. A Jaguar X-Type estate, perhaps the lowest form of Jaguar Yeah, ever. that's what seems so implausible. <laughs> and, and, not, and not new either. Wouldn't she get a new one every year? No! She also drives around in a Range Rover, and I once saw a documentary about her not that long ago. 
her Range Rover was a manual transmission. Yeah. Love that. Drive stick. How cool All right, is it? We are tied two to two. This is exciting. Okay, so how many how many were the sales for the XF? Oh, yeah. Oh, thanks for asking. Eleven hundred and ninety-four. Yeah, I was gonna say fifty-three oh, actually seemed a little high to me. Generous. Yeah, just eleven hundred ninety-four. Thanks for asking, and thank you to me for doing the research. Um, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> Damon. Which of the following statements is true? Uh, the current XF is available in S, SE, and R dynamic SE trim levels for twenty twenty-two, or the Queen's sister Margaret is known as the Duchess of Essex. Oh gosh. S S E R dynamic S E. I I can't. I thought if it was R dynamic, I don't think it had. I don't remember that it had a S E uh, name in addition to that. Um, I thought R dynamic was kind of a standalone trim. So I guess I'll, I'll guess the Queen statement. I don't know, but I'll guess that. Okay, the Duchess of Essex. Jill, this question goes to you. S-E-R, dynamic S-E, or Duchess of Essex. I mean, the simplification of the trims makes sense. S-S-E. I want to agree with Damon and say our dynamic S-E is weird, but that also sounds like something Jaguar would do. Um... All right, you can't end in a tie. I'll take one for the team. I'll say the Jaguar trio is correct. And Jill, you are correct. This is your oh! first game. Oh, man. man. My streak is broken. The Queen's sister is the Countess of Snowden. Snowden? I've never heard of that. There you go. All right. All right. It's bonus question time because that's what we do. The bonus question goes to you first, Jill. Jill. Mumbo sauce, a condiment developed in and popular around the Washington, D.C. area, is something akin to a cross between ketchup and barbecue sauce. Locals dump the stuff on everything. I can attest that Capital City brand Sweet Hot Mumbo Sauce is delicious. Jill, which of the following is not on the Capital City Sweet Hot Mumbo Sauce ingredient list? Are you ready? I I was going to say which one is not delicious, all of them, but go ahead. What? No, which of these is not on the ingredients list? Not on the ingredients list. Got it. Okay. For the mumbo, I'm sorry, for the Capital City Sweet Hot Mumbo Sauce, which I have a jar, uh, a bottle of in my fridge right now. Sweet Hot. All right, Sweet Hot. Yep, that's a variety. Sweet Hot. These are the ingredients. One of these is fake catsup, soy sauce, anise, habanero pepper extract. One of those is bogus. Um, so you said ketchup, soy sauce, anise, and habanero pepper extract. And you're saying that it has to be both sweet and savory, sweet and spicy. What is the name of it again? It's actually called Sweet Hot. That's the brand. Sweet Hot. Capital City Sweet Hot. Well, the only thing on that list that's really sweet is the anise, but, ugh, that would be hideous. Well, there could be um, other ingredients. Right. It's just which one is... Okay, I'm going to say anise. That, that's the one that really pops out to me. Why would you put that in a sauce? So you're saying the anise is bogus? Yes. This is starting to sound like something we need to bleep. Damon, which is fake? Cats with place off anise? <laughs> anise <or>? is bogus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
it's a it's it's a toss up it's a toss up for me between the soy sauce and the anise. So I think I will. Uh, it doesn't matter at this point. I think I'll agree with Jill and say anise. Congratulations, you both got the bonus question. <laughs> I no. love anise for the record, but um, in a sauce, no. There you go. Mm. All right. Hey, David. Yes. What? what this has been such a such an eventful uh, episode. Uh, what's going on at the CG Daily Drive this week? Uh, a bunch of good stuff. Two interesting test drives. We've got a full test drive review of the redesigned for 2022 Infinity Q60. Uh, we had the top line autograph trim level. The Q60, of course, is Infinity's uh, large midsize three row SUV. Uh, it's not a from the ground up redo, but uh, it gets a much uh, more up-to-date styling and a much improved interior with a lot of new uh, technology features uh, and a nine-speed transmission in place of the previous CVT, so that is an upgrade as well. And uh, speaking of electric vehicles on the opposite end of the Hummer EV, <laughs> <laughs> we have a test drive review of the Mazda MX-30. Uh, we talked about this vehicle a few months back mm -hmm. uh, with Larry Knutson on the show. Uh, the Achilles heel, the obvious Achilles heel of this Mazda MX-30 is its subpar driving range. It, uh, yeah. With a full charge, it only goes about 100 miles. That's the EPA estimate. Uh, and it has an unconventional uh, side door setup that has rear hinged half doors mm -hmm. uh, that are surprisingly cumbersome and awkward in parking lots and especially if you, if you have to drop your kids off at school so uh, yeah. despite that it's got a fun kind of Mazda-esque driving character um, and that sort of zoom zoom attitude <laughs> and you can probably get one cheap and, and right now it's only available in California even there I pretty much guarantee you would be the only one on your block to have one if you got one <laughs> Yeah, this, plus, this car troubles me so much I enjoyed driving it yeah. Um, and I thought the interior was very nice, but but ultimately the question is, why would someone buy this? It yeah. is it is very expensive relative to vehicles with more range, uh, which I think is its primary issue. And then the rear door setup is bizarre, mm -hmm. so I don't know what the deal is. But of course they're only selling them in California, but. Uh, there's a lot of options out there, too. Yes, and suppose uh, they, Mazda says that the availability will expand uh, to more states in the U.S. Uh, during the 2022 calendar year, but I think it's pretty much guaranteed that it will be an exceedingly rare vehicle just because of the driving yeah. range that just doesn't measure up uh, to pretty much any other 2022 EV. Um, and we're, we're flat out of time here, Damon. You want to tell us about something real quick? Yes, really quick. Uh, we talked about it last week. We've got a first look report on the G Toyota GR Corolla. That's yeah. an insane all-wheel drive, 300 horsepower, turbocharged three-cylinder uh, Toyota Corolla hatchback. Pretty awesome, compact performance car. And then, Tom, you did an article on the last of the old guy cars still available for sale. <laughs> grumpy, I forgot to share that with my dad. I got to share that with my dad. Grumpy old, grumpy old man cars. There you for go. For lack of a better word. All right, guess what we did? Uh, up against the clock. 
Yeah, busy episode. All right. Thanks to Jerry Hernandez of Savory Crust. Thanks to Jill and to Damon. Thanks to producer Lady B and the good folks here at WCPT AMA 20 in Chicago. Big thanks, uh, big thanks to my friend Nick DiGilio for inviting me to join him on the Nick D podcast this week. The April 5th episode is available wherever podcasts are found. And thanks to John Hansen of Your Money for inviting me to chat about electric vehicles on his show this week. We will share a link to that podcast on our next weekly email blast. As always, thanks to my radio mentor, Steve and Johnny. Remember, speaking of that email blast, you can be added to the Car Stuff mailing list. Drop us a line at carstuff at consumerguide.com. That is carstuff uh, at consumerguide.com. Remember to follow us on Facebook. And let's talk more about cars again next week.